Buckaroo. Uh, Who messed with my dials again? The, just the dial. Are the Bucko. dials dialed? Okay, there they are. I'm Jordan Peterson. Bucko. <laughs> So the chaos dragon. Oh, uh, lobsters are the saviors of all humankind. Hey, this is for real. We're live. Hello. <laughs> God, hey. God save the lobster queen. God save the lobster queen. Uh, welcome to Some Nerds Have a Podcast. every lobster. <laughs> My name's Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. No, you're the lobster queen. I'm the lobster queen. Elise the lobster queen. <laughs> uh, we have a podcast. You're listening to it. Oh, We're on it. Lord pity you. God <laughs> have mercy on uh, your souls for picking there there are thousands of podcast options for you guys to listen to and somehow you're listening to ours we thank you for the random algorithms on soundcloud yay hey, algorithms hey but bots in china this one's for you <laughs> okay so we've got some stuff to talk about this week i think well we should probably start with what we went to go do like the day after we recorded the last episode that's right it was so oh, long yeah. ago i forgot about yeah. that <laughs> I didn't forget about it as hard as I forgot about the fact that we went to go see um, what was that? Happy Town Murders. Oh, I, I I literally completely totally forgot, forgot that, that that movie existed and that I sat and watched it in the theater mm-hmm. until we saw a poster for it at the movie theater that we went to. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, that did come out. And we saw it. Yeah, how was that? It was awful. It was, oh. it was really bad. It suffers from the same problem that like Bright suffers from, which is whenever like I think white we people... had this conversation, this on, conversation the on the podcast. No, we didn't have it on the podcast. We had it on the way home oh, from the movie theater. So please, I could continue. have sworn we talked about this no, on the podcast too. Nope. I don't know, maybe not. If we did, I'm sorry. It is the most forgettable movie. Y'all... Like I literally forgot that I. I was like, man, I haven't been to the the movies in months. Like, when was the last one? And then I saw the poster. I'm like. I saw this like a month ago. <laughs> so, so tell us about how it's like bright. Okay. okay. I want to hear about how it's like so, bright. So, um, okay. So basically it suffers from the same problem that bright does, which is whenever you have like white content creators, uh, try to make some sort of allegory about race relations. Um, and that it just really falls short because they don't understand all the complexities and systems that go into creating racism. So if that made sense, I feel like sure. that sounded kind of dumb. Anyway, it's been a long week, guys, and it's goddamn, <laughs> it's what, Wednesday? Wednesday? Wednesday when we record this? Yep. Thursday when it comes out? Anyway, so um, Happy Town Murders, the race allegory there is this idea that, that the puppets, there are puppets, but they're like the Muppets, but they're real life. Yeah. Have, uh, you, have you seen uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I saw Who Friend Dropped Your it's, it's that, but with felt instead of ink. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so it just... But they, Who Framed Roger Rabbit was good. It was yeah. good. <laughs> I, I always wonder about that because I literally haven't seen seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit since I was a child. That's fair. And I remember having, like, really great memories. And I'm like, is that something that did not age well? Because if so, I don't want to know. Here's why Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Rabbit is good. Whereas if you try to do the same thing in a modern context, it doesn't work as well. With... Who Framed Roger Rabbit being set in the 1940s, Mm. you have literal, like, like actual legal segregation as opposed to just de facto segregation. And so you can 
make areas where it's like, oh, tunes aren't allowed in here to make the, like to make the allegory kind of make sense. Mm -hmm. um, because there is like, you could certainly say, especially in the 1930s, 1940s, you know, even going back before then and after then that, you know, there are, there are places like there's the cotton club up in, in Harlem where it's like black people weren't allowed to be patrons, but they were like the only people on stage. Mm -hmm. So like, black people existing solely for entertainment rather than as actual individual human beings. And so like you can use the cartoon allegory. Like there's still, it doesn't work. Like it, I'm sure if we went back, cause I'm kind of the same way. I haven't seen it in probably about 10 years, but if I were to go back and like watch it now, I'm sure that I could really, if I wanted to go through and pull out the problematic stuff about it, but because you're dealing with a time period that it's not just like, systemic race like well the systemic racism racism is tied into overt yeah the, the de jour and de facto yeah. racism yes. are one and the same yes um but also if i'm remembering that movie correctly it's one corrupt judge who turns out to have been a tune the whole time yeah, yeah. and well, then he's done of the picture spoiler alerts for like yeah. a 30 racism movie. is over yeah, yeah. no it, I, i'm not like i said like there yeah. there are problems with it i'm sure mm -hmm. but like the the allegory uh like being put in there isn't like muddled right yeah. it's like it's kind because of because it, it focuses on de, de rigor de is rigor, the, the word de, that you want de, de rigor and de fact well yeah versus yeah. de facto yeah racism the the allegory is much cleaner yeah um and, as opposed to kind of what you see with bright and now with happy time murders because they're both set in the modern era and where we have de facto segregation, the it becomes more muddled and similar, similarly, similarly, similarly. Yes. Shut up. How many of those um, have you had? I've, I've like not even done with my first. <laughs> we make this joke every time, guys. Come um, on, let's move on. No, I just have dyslexia. <laughs> it's fine. So, the um. So, God damn it! And so, I'm like off my track. Why don't so we talk thanks. about Elftown? So um. Yeah, like, why don't we talk about Elftown? But but because of the fact that they're set in the modern era where we have de facto segregation, it, the, the allegory tends to fall apart, which mm. is number one. And number two, both in Bright and Happy Town Murders, there seems to be that the puppets are either complicit in their own oppression, which is not an idea that white content creators have any business, yeah. like, you know, promoting that idea. Um and number two, not only are they complicit, but they're somehow to impartially to blame uh, for the segregation and the racism that they, or the oppression that they face within the narrative. Were the puppets with the Dark Lord thousand right. years ago? <laughs> no, but, but there's something about like the puppets being like... I honestly don't remember anything about this movie to know, be able to make a critique of it. But, but there was there was something about like the puppet, like there the main character is a cop or is a was a was, was the a cop. first. Oh yeah, he was the was first. Was the first puppet cop on the L.A. Police Force because we have not seen was that was the before. first orc yeah. cop on the yeah. L.A. Police yes. Force. Yes, and was the first uh, bunny cop. Oh yeah, I watched <laughs> Utopia recently too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the first bunny cop. On I that. I want to bring up the, the well. Let's let's finish talking about the Happy Town yeah. Murders. Whatever else there is to say about it, because I honestly we watched this movie like last month and I literally re don't remember a thing about and it. And I didn't even watch it, but let's keep talking yeah, about it. Yeah, so <laughs> so so it suffers from that same kind of 
you know, so then the the cop character tends to blame other people uh, or really tends to blame other puppets for the discrimination that the puppets face. There's a scene in it where the cop, where there's like a puppet dancing outside of his office out of, he. so anyway, he becomes a private eye, a private investigator. Um, there's another puppet that's like outside of his office that's dancing and he's like, don't do that because, you know, like, why would you do that? This is like how they like exploit us and the other puppet's like, it makes me happy. And uh, so, yeah, so there's like this underlying idea that there are somehow the puppets are somehow complicit in their own oppression, which is a really fucked up idea, um, which I don't think I, I just I, I don't know. I think white content creators like they they see really edgy stand up and they're like, I could do that, too. And it's like, no, yeah. you can't. You don't have like the the. You don't have the background to understand why they're making the jokes, like jokes that they're making, or why that these things land when when people of color make them, as opposed to like it comes off as really condescending and patronizing when you, as a white person, do it. And it just, you know, there's a lack of self awareness, and it really kind of pissed me off because of the fact that like Jim Henson's son uh, played like a really big hand. Didn't he write it? Yeah, like he write it. Yeah. Shut up! I did not mean that as a pun, <laughs> but he. Um, I'm a big hand. <laughs> but like, like he, you That's know, nice and sorry. and it bothers me because like I really love Jim Henson's work, and you know, it, it kind of I don't know, it just rubbed me the wrong way, and I was just like, Jim wouldn't have done this to me. <laughs> but like, I don't know, maybe he was, maybe he was a secret asshole. I don't know. So <laughs> stay with a secret <laughs> asshole. <laughs> so anyway, so that was the problem with Happy Time Murders. Um, it really sucks because, like, it had a really good cast. Um, like, fucking Melissa McCarthy's in it, and she's, you know, generally hysterical. It was also, I... there was so much plot, and it was very tenuous. And, like, like I don't know. There was a lot of plot holes. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of, like, there were too many characters. They should have, like, cleaned up, like, how many characters that they had in it. Um, there was, like, a secret... There were secret lesbians in it. Oh God, yeah, there, yeah, were. there were. There was. Holy know. shit, that was like the entire twist at the yeah, end of the, the movie. The entire twist of the end. So sorry that I ruined it for you, but it, it doesn't matter. Lesbians. Like honestly, it doesn't matter. I for, Don't. See I literally it. forgot I even saw this movie. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, that's Happy Town Murders. And I watched. Okay, so going about off of that, I also I watched uh, Zootopia recently for like. Wait, no did reason. you really zoom? Yeah, Roy, yeah. Like, watched Zootopia. Yeah. Have I been? leaving you at like a home alone well it was it, i'll explain later but yeah basically i i wound up in a situation where i was well, you had to watch i was zootopia. basically i had to watch zootopia Gun to your head you gotta watch zootopia <laughs> i was compelled and uh, it was like okay so not the there was a lot of like that kind of stuff in there but there was also just like weird like like just strange little plot contrivances in there yeah where i was like wait what and it started with okay so the beginning of the movie, the main character is like, I'm going to be a police officer. And then she grows up and she goes to the police academy. And they're like, you're going to go to precinct one, the center of town for Zootopia. But she lives outside. She lives like 200 miles outside of the city. And so like, after she graduates from the police academy, 
she gets on the train from her parents and then goes to this big city for the first time and is completely in awe of seeing this place for the first time. I'm like, where is this city's police academy that this person who graduated at the head of her class literally never saw the city that she was going to be policing until she got there? It's it's out in the boondongs. One, one A. <laughs> B. The beginning of it, there's like a training montage at the beginning where it's like it shows her like failing going up against all the other opponent like all, all the other um all the other candidates like the the, uh, the cadets i guess um like she's just failing all these obstacle courses and doing all these horrible jobs and then at the end of it she's like she's she graduates at the top of her class i'm like how we literally <laughs> saw like the, half this montage she was failing everything and she turns it around at the end. Yeah, sure. I believe that she graduated. But how did she <laughs> like make class. up for like the half of that training that she was failing? <laughs> did everyone else just like fuck up that bad? Um, Remember, all cops are bunnies. <laughs> all cops are bunnies. A <laughs> <Hey>, cab. <laughs> Uh, uh, okay but that was okay so those were two things that really bothered me and then like most of the rest of it was like fine it was basically if you've ever seen the old like buddy cop movie like 48 hours like we got 48 hours to solve this case and like the police officer deputizes um i think it's nick nolte who's like a, 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 a criminal like he's like a low time like hustler and like con artist mm-hmm. it's exactly that plot Mm-hmm. It's like literally the main character is given 48 hours to solve a crime and her only lead is this fox who's a con artist who she caught earlier in the movie. And so it's like 48 hours you have to resign off the force because because Idris Elba the bison doesn't like you or like the water buffalo whatever he is. <laughs> no, literally. Literally, oh Idris Elba doesn't like you. He's the police chief. <laughs> He's going to make you resign off the force if you don't solve this case in 48 hours. And so it's a buddy cop. And it's like, you know, it follows a fairly, fairly basic plot structure of, like, figuring out. And she solves it, but, it, like, it makes things worse. And so she resigns. But then she figures it out. And she comes back. But it leads to this huge plot hole, which is one of the big clues that they got was this otter was shouting this phrase, um, night howlers, as he is turning into a savage animal as opposed to being a civilized animal. And later on, she realizes that night, they think white night howlers mean wolves, but they find out later on in the movie, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, they find out later on in the movie, it's a, it's a slang term for a type of toxic plant the chemicals of which what? causes people to go, people like animals to turn more into oh animals. Oh my god! This, this, I thought it was gonna be. I thought so, it was gonna be owls. No, no, because that that no. would have made fucking so, sense. But no. no, but here's the thing that doesn't make sense. Okay, is you All find right. out that he gets injected, but with this thing with like a sniper rifle while he's Jesus. riding in a car, he gets inject, he gets hit with like a, a an tranquilizer dart, dart. A tranquilizer dart filled with this Drug. toxic chemical that it's, makes him go crazy. Okay, it's cocaine, and he's shouting. Yeah, it's 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 crack cocaine. Yeah. Uh, to go with the the terrible race allegory that's in this movie it's crack cocaine um but but so he's shouting out what this stuff is but it's like no one knows what this stuff is or that it's in the city or that it can be used to turn animals crazy like this is a huge reveal at the end oh my god so it's like how the fuck did this guy know what was happening to him Like, why wasn't he just shouting, I've been shot? Uh, (laughs) You know, that makes more sense. And then he turns into a wild animal and disappears. 
Um, Isn't it supposed to be like an allegory for how the CIA brought drugs into the U.S. or something like that? You know, maybe Tumblr, like Tumblr conspiracy. (laughs) You can you can look at it that way, but again, it's the same sort of thing. Like if you're looking at it again, again, spoiler alert for this movie. um, But it turns out that the person behind the whole thing, I'm not going to say who exactly it was, but it's another it's another prey animal. Like wants to get everyone because like oh prey outnumber predators ten to one. So if we just convince all of the other rest of the people who are prey that predators are really still savage, crazy animals, we can, like, kick them out of the city and run things ourselves. Um, so it, again, kind of muddles the whole allegory. Because mm. it's like, wait, are, are, are prey white people or are they black people? <laughs> are, are, like... Who's what? Because I mean, it's like if you're watching this movie, it could be because they started I, off. They started off with this with this school play that the main character is in as a little girl, right? Where it's like, you know, it used to be that predators and prey, like predators would chase prey and like mangle them, but now we're friends. Like racism's over, guys. It's <laughs> fine. Which is is a good message to have. It like pre- prejudice. We we act like it's gone, but it still exists. But it's like, it, it kind of muddles the whole thing. Because if you were taking it to that, it's like, okay, well, then then white people are the predators because they're the ones who have historically oppressed, you know, the prey. Mm-hmm. And they're still the ones who are in positions of power, by and large. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, and then, like, one of, the, one of the predator characters is just shown as being, like, a straight-up redneck. Like, just, like, like, this base hick making fun of the little bunny girl... Because, you know, she's a bunny. But then, like, all, like, the Prey characters are also, like, they're they're also shown as being, like, the underclass of society as well as being in positions of power. And then there's, like, a thing with the Prey being, like, in the majority. But it's, like, who's, who is what? (laughs) What is, what am I supposed to get out of When we're dealing with animals, I guess, you can't really necessarily make (laughs) one-to-one comparisons. It gets a little, if you're thinking about it in those terms, like, you're trying to draw a direct analog. But again, like, the the message of it is is good. And it's good for kids, because it's, like, we act like these things are in the past, but they're not in the past. They're people who still have, like... They just are better at hiding their prejudices. Yeah, yeah. Like, but again, it gets like, who has the power here? Because you, there's one part where one of the pre- predator characters is trying to buy something in an establishment owned by uh, by prey animals. And they're like, oh, we don't serve predators here. We, we, we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone for any reason. It's like, Wait, who I, has power? I get, I get like, the, the impulse to kind of make it seem... Who is the oppressor and who is the oppressed? And I get the impulse to make it seem more balanced. Like, yeah. both people, you know, both groups um, of groups of animals, I guess in this case, are feeling both oppressed, act as both oppressed and oppressor at different points. But that that it's not a good analogy or allegory for race relations in the U.S. because there's very much an active... Any time where you're trying involved, to... Involved, yeah. you know... Any, like like white like white people are not impressed. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know if this is like a spoiler alert. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if spoiler this is like a big for news. reality. Like like hashtag you know hashtag <laughs> blow your mind. But but in case you didn't know and in case you didn't know where the three of us stand, white people are not oppressed in America. You know. Um, White men, especially, are not like oppressed oh, but, in America. But we might have yeah. to one day be held accountable for our actions, Elise. I know. 
and, one, and one day we day. won't. One day that someone day will be I denied will. a job interview because of horrible crimes but that they've committed. That is not this day. <laughs> but this day we confirm Brett Kavanaugh. Sorry, I'm so pissed. Uh, I'm it's the worst. That shit also fucking happened this past week. Yeah. Well, let's talk about My Hero Academia because that's the thing that we actually Academia. watched. Boku no Macadamia. Bo- Boku no My Macadamia, the twin snakes. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Teal Naruto, y'all. Teal Naruto. Teal Boruto's dad. So we went to a theater to watch the new. Uh, My Hero Academia, Two Heroes movie. Movie. And, movie uh, film for theaters. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. Why do I feel so tipsy? I don't know. I've not even finished my drink. Um, it's, just, it's just being tired. It's, yeah, I think it's mostly mm. that. Um, but we were... But, I mean, there was a crowded-ass theater. That movie got, like... I mean, except... Like almost sold out. Yeah. I mean, except for the seats next to you. Yeah, <laughs> but those those sold. It's just that no one so, came. So background information was that the three of us went to go see uh, the two heroes at uh, the same night. We, but Nick and I bought our tickets at a different time than Alex did. So, and this is one of those theaters where you have to select the seat that you sit in. They had really so, nice seats too. They like reclined back. Oh my back. god! They, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're red they're like leather. Comforters. They're like yeah. Anyway, sorry. But um, but Alex could not, uh, could not sit with us because he bought the, bought it at a later time, and so ended up sitting in the front row. Um, unfortunately, the people that were supposed to sit next to us never, never showed up. Never showed up. So, like, I guess Alex could have just moved back yeah. into the back row with us, but oh well. Yeah. Um, I mean, what would I do? Talk shit about it? It was a good movie. It was, it was pretty yeah, good. It was, it was good. It was solid. So, for those of you who don't know, The Two Heroes takes place um, after they wrap their first semester at UA, but before, the camp, camp. before the summer camp arc starts. Um, so, there's, like, a couple of days where they go to I Island... The uh, island without borders. The yeah. island where you can use your quirks. It's Bioshock. I was thinking of it. It was more of that. Have you ever read uh, Gulliver's Travels? Yes. Okay. It's the island that floats around, but like that. It's like powered by magnets. Oh, Laputa. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. That. That was a. That was it. Um. Yeah. So it's this island that moves around and people can use their quirks wherever, which was a nice little throwaway line to explain, like, why didn't they get in trouble for the end of this movie? Because they're allowed to use their quirks however they want. Also, why will we never hear from these characters again? Well, they're not allowed to leave the island because they're scientists, and the scientists aren't allowed to leave because reasons. Reasons. That that are, like, villains. Something, something, our work is too valuable, something, whatever. Yeah. Target. Um, uh, so, like, everything that you see in the movie then has to be, like, destroyed by the end of the movie or else, like, everybody... Or else continuity it. gets I, yeah, completely continuity fucked. Yeah, fucked. yeah. Like, um, oh, here's here are the two most powerful, like, yeah. equipment, pieces of equipment that we've seen in the entire series so far. How come they don't show up again? Because they got destroyed. They, got destroyed. <laughs> they literally did get destroyed, but, it, like, we kind of talked about this. Like, the, the main character... It, gets a piece of equipment that it's like it completely negates a lot of the problems that he has in yeah. the like 
immediately following this. And it's like, man, there are some things that would have been really handy if he had that gauntlet. Yeah. <laughs> like, if he still had that around, like, there would have been, like, entire story arcs that like, just would have been solved changed. instantly. Yeah. Um, um, for some goddamn reason, like, all of... Like, so so Midoriya gets to go... Because so to answer, Midori- yes, we are going to talk shit about it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it was so, movie, we preface this with we loved it, but... Do, do we want to do a blow-by-blow, blow or do we just want to talk I don't want to do a blow-by-blow. Blow. Okay. Yeah. Um, but but go watch do, it yourselves. Okay, one thing I do want to do a blow-by-blow blow up, though, is why the fuck were all the students from UA No, there? that was, like, the worst part. And then we went through it at the end, and we are like, they weren't all there. They weren't... We couldn't I even, love like, them! I, we thought of like three students who weren't there. Were completely missed. So what happens? Midoriya gets to go because because All Might, because Daddy All Might's like, "Yo, come to me to this secret island, little boy, without your parents." Damn. <laughs> How has he not gotten molested? <laughs> I don't know. Man. I'm sorry, that was terrible. But seriously, Deku is like, the, he's so molestable. <laughs> Like he's just like this pure little cinnamon. He just believes everyone immediately. Everyone's immediately. No, no, it's it's because it's, it's all night. night. It's no, all night. No. And and all night's a great character and really wonderful and would never take advantage of Deku in any way. Um, but yeah, so like. But all the other characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like Midoriya gets to go and that makes no, sense. No, okay, but he does get molested all the time. Pause. He does get molested By all the time. Characters. Literally every time a woman is introduced that in the is series. True. That Who's not true. a member of Class 1A. They are introduced by just groping Midoriya. <laughs> groping the shit out of Midoriya. God. Oh, that poor kid. Anyway. Also, why does UA not have school counselors? I don't but, know. Um, they do! We saw oh one! Oh my god, that's right! It's, it's the, right! It's that, what was it, a dog or something? The dog, and it gets really angry. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that's why Midoriya is there. And then you have Momo... It makes sense that Momo's there because she's rich as fuck. Yeah. And so, like, she's there well, as, like, a representative for her family. Yeah, yeah. And then she brings the other girls along because, like, they've all become really close friends. But, like, um... But she's like, I can bring everyone job, here. Yeah. But I, I like, can only bring tickets. two of you for the actual thing. And then Two the, of you for, like, the, the Friday night event yeah. or whatever. Like, and the formal. The then the rest of those characters are shown, like, once. And they're like, they're here. They're, and like, then in the hotel playing games. Um, it would be fine if we, like, cut back to them for comic relief every few minutes. But it's like, we are literally shown that twice. they exist. Yeah. But then, like, they show it at the very beginning and at the very end. No, they do it. They do it. Like, no, because there's the part where, um, like, right when Toru the when I say, like, oh, we should. Anyway, whatever. When when the island first gets locked down That's is what true. I mean. Like, we see them get locked down. Like, when shit starts going down. And then we see them when the lockdown is lifted. Yeah. And that's really all that we yeah. see of them. And um, we're showing them, like, one other time to be like, they're here. So let's go through them, like, most solid to least okay. solid reason. Most solid is obviously Midoriya because he's right. the protagonist. Mm-hmm. He's there with All Might. Uh, next most solid, I would say, is probably Momo. I would mm-hmm. say, yeah. Momo. By herself. And then Toru. No, and, like, being allowed to bring the girls. I, I would say, okay, maybe one like, or two. Like, she, she paid for them yeah. to go. I would say one or two other people with her mm-hmm. is fine. 
Um, then Todoroki being Makes there it, because yeah. Endeavor couldn't be asked. Mm-hmm. So he just sends his son, which is basically Endeavor's entire character. So I completely yeah. buy that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Bakugo, and because Bakugo, he won. Because he won the tournament. He won the tournament. You can't take that away from him. He won't let you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he you. wants you to. <laughs> he doesn't want to have won the tournament, remember? Because uh-huh. he was all pissed because he was Todoroki, pissed because Todoroki, Todoroki kind of like... threw the fight. Yeah, I guess. So then little less tenuous is the idea that he was allowed to bring somebody and he brings Kirishima. Yeah, because it's his one and only friend. It's his only friend, which, I mean, yeah, if he was allowed to bring somebody, it, it would have been just, Kirishima. It would have just been mm-hmm. Kirishima. Yeah. Um, then we have, uh, we have Mineta. Yeah, Mineta and, and uh, the electric guy. What's his name? Oh, Pikachu. 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 <laughs> So Mineta D- DJ Pikachu. Mineta and DJ Pikachu get jobs. Okay. And they're like working the event. Which literally the only thing that Mineta does is climb something. So it's like he's easily written. And then um Oh god, what is is Kira it starts with a K. I can't remember. What DJ is- Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Pikachu, does does his super attack that makes him stupid, and it doesn't even it do, do anything. anything. Yeah. Literally, both of those characters so only, don't have to be there. They don't make sense to be there mm-hmm. from a story standpoint, and they do yeah. literally nothing for the story, right. other than just be the stupid yeah. comic relief characters, which we don't need really for yeah. the story. No. And then, honorable mentions. Tokoyami, I mean, yeah. who turns out to like him and um, Sugar, Sugar Rush. Rush. Are both just there. They're just there. There's no explanation. When did they ever hung out before even? Why are they both here together? Wait, they, did, they weren't at the, the event. They We saw them walking around the street. Oh, they were on the streets. They yeah, were and there was like, Shogi, who's the arm kid. Look, I, yeah. he was with them. I could buy that. Yeah, this, that's I could buy that all these students could go for the, the thing that's open to the public. Yeah. Those students that are kind of just I, shown as cameos, I, I could buy that I any of them. I buy that, but here's the problem. The ones that make it to the special event, those yeah. are the ones that but, I think we're talking about. But here's the problem, is that at the beginning of the movie, Midoriya, like, okay, there's a couple of problems. First of all is that is talking about, oh, this place is so secret, like, hardly anyone ever gets to come here, I can't believe I'm actually going to see it. And then, like, the more people you throw on that island, the less special it becomes. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I can totally buy them being there, but it, it we're supposed to buy this as this like secretive special place and just everyone from class 1A is there. No, Tokoyami, Tokoyami isn't hanging out with Sugar Rush. Uh, Sugar Rush. Is She's Sugar Rush with, there? No, Sugar Rush is there with tape arms. With Sarah. Right, Sarah. Sarah and Sugar Rush hang out together. That was the other Tokoyami two. We're like, why are they Shogi. there? Hang out with each other. Yeah. Okay. Ayoame, Ayoame, and uh, is it Kodama? No. The, the invisible girl. No, she's there. No, she's there, and she's because she's, she's part of the girl everything. group. Right. She's then, she's in every shot of the show. Yeah. Uh, but the kid that can talk to animals. Yeah, Anna Voice. Yeah, he's not there. Anna Voice. No, no, no. But they're like Anna Voice is at least in the credits, and uh, Ayoame oh, yeah, is, is like not, not even mentioned. In it. Yeah. And so then it's like, well, why the fuck is everybody there except for Ayoame? <laughs> Which one's he again? He's the belly button laser. He's the belly oh, button right. laser. I thought no, he he's there in the credits. Is he in the credits? Oh, he is and there then in the why credits. The fuck, oh, I oh, we missed um. Because I was talking Tenya. to you. 
Tenya? Oh, Tenya. Yeah. Tenya, Tenya oh, yeah. He's there, too. And he's there representing his, his, his family. brother so and his again, family. So okay, I can buy sense, that because his brother is a professional less so, hero. Less oh, so than Todoroki Lita. because Todoroki, his dad is the number two hero. Mm-hmm. And, like, although Ida's brother is famous he's not nearly yeah. as famous as Endeavor. But I, I'll buy it I'll so, buy it because it's like this is supposed to be this big thing so he's there represent because his brother's not just a professional hero he runs a company for professional yeah. heroes mm-hmm. so I would completely buy that they send him because the brother's still recovering like that that one makes sense too right. um but yeah, like how just completely forgot about him until yeah now. right yeah but, and that's the, and that's another problem with it because so in addition to it being like making it less special and making it crowded it's also kind of because the way that this movie was marketed to the extent that it was marketed in the united states it was like oh man it's going to be about uh midoriya and all might yeah going on an adventure and midoriya learning more about all might's past which there is a degree of that but then like once the other class 1a students show up it just becomes it becomes diehard on an island with too many people. Now, see, yeah. that's actually how it was marketed to me. Because really? I'm not really? sure where... Because what I was getting for marketing were clips on Facebook. And the clips okay. were all taken from the part with the students. Okay. So, Interesting. Okay. Because yeah. I'm thinking about um, the, the the trailers that I saw. Well, I was looking I didn't at the, watch any official yeah, trailers. I was looking okay. at the official Japanese trailers mm-hmm. and the, um, the bit in the episode where they're like, hey... There's a movie coming out, and it's about me and All Might. We're on this island, and it shows us kind of how the movie begins gotcha. with them getting on the plane, like and Midori on the plane and sitting with All Might, like ah, oh, I'm gonna see I Island. Like that's how it was marketed to me, and so I'm like, okay, I. And I mean, then yeah. we see like the the flashback scenes where All Might still has like whites in his eyes instead of like the black eyes that he has now because his face is so sunken in, um, and all of that stuff. And I, the only other thing that I knew about it going into it was because it's distributed by Toho that they had a professional hero in it who was just Godzilla. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, man, that's going to be so cool. And like, Godzilla is the professional hero, and he's on screen for, like, two seconds. Yep. Yeah. And then, like, not mentioned again. <laughs> I'm like, where was he? How did the how did the terrorist who took over I Island dispose of him? Yeah. I really want to know. Oh, he had to leave on a plane that very to... night. <laughs> he had to go I back to his home planet. I engagement. Uh... <laughs> I can't be bothered. Like, what the actual <laughs> hell, man? Um, but, I mean... So, I would have... I think the the frustration... Like, I would have... Because the thing, and I think we talked about this on our way home from watching, from watching the movie, was, you know, we've seen this before. We've seen them get to use yeah. their quirks in an unrestricted way. We've, get, we've gotten to see them, like, work together as a team. So the movie, for me, didn't offer me anything that I haven't already seen that the show does better. We haven't seen them fight Senator Armstrong like they did. <laughs> no, that was rad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. No, I thought of him less as um, Senator Armstrong. He was more like... Um, one of the other bosses from that game, uh, the monsoon guy. Oh yeah, I can't remember what his name is. I don't is. know either. But he's the one he picks because he because he like picks up tanks and shit and throws them at yeah. you. <laughs> it's like I was thinking about that the whole time. We're like, are they gonna start talking about memes now? <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Like I just I wish it had been something different. I wish that there were like fewer kids from one A. I yeah. wish we could have learned more about. All Might's past, um, which, oh my God, if you'd saw the special episode that they did for 
um, I guess the prologue to Two Heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cementos has is it Cementos? The cement hero. The, yeah, yeah, Cementos. Cementos has like this uh, amazing throwaway line about being an All Might fan since he was a kid. Yeah, and it's like, God damn it! How like, long I wanna, has like, All Might been like, doing yeah, this? Like, how much you know? But I love how in the Two Heroes. They, they start off in California, USA. Which is clearly <laughs> Las Vegas. It was so confusing. <laughs> the prefecture of California. Oh, yes. <laughs> anyway, none of it makes sense. But like, you know, you sit there, you eat your popcorn or your, in our case, mozzarella sticks mm. and you have a good time. Yeah, it was good. So, it was a lot yeah. of fun. But there, yeah. Oh shit. You know what's something that bothered me though about the animation style? What's that? Um, so there were a couple of times that for no reason the they would go soft focus on um i'm thinking specifically there was a wide shot that really bothered me where all might and midoriya are talking and the background is really crystal clear and it's a backdrop of the city but like midoriya and all might have no faces and so he was like, well, is this like an old school anime technique? But then you know that it's being made digitally. And so like, was it like, I don't know. It just, it, it took me know. away from it. And I, it was, kinda, I it was too close to the screen bit. to really notice stuff okay, like that. It so. was hard enough for me to be able to read all the, you know, Subtitles. No subtitles. No, oh no, yeah, subtitles. Went... we saw it dubbed. God, I'm so used to watching that show subtitled that yeah, it was dubbed, wasn't it? Yeah. We accidentally saw the dub. That's right, because because I commented on it's the first time I heard Midoriya's voice and I hated every instant of it. <laughs> not Midoriya. Uh, Fair enough. Not Midoriya. What Bakugos? is it? Bakugos? No. All Might. No, lispy guy. Grape juice. Fuck. Oh, oh my God, yeah, Minetta. 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 No, but I feel like that like appropriately. Yeah, yeah, sure, it's appropriate. I hate it more now. The more you make Minetta a terrible person, the more his character makes. But sense. then I gotta listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't oh, know. Maybe it's God. just as grating to people in Japan as it yeah, is. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah. I would imagine because there's a lot of like that was one thing that we noticed when we switched because we watched like the first season and a half or so dubbed, and then we. Sw- switched over to the subtitles because they the dubs weren't available to us yet. And I feel like what what our takeaway was that both of them are fine and that basically all of the characters sound like exactly what you would expect them to sound like in yeah. either yeah. one. Um like All Might has the same kind of voice, Midoriya has the same kind of voice, Ida has the same kind of voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it all, it all works. But then you don't get to know when they're using gratuitous English. That's yeah, true. that's true. <laughs> There's um, a lot of stuff like that. Like, it, like uh, Persona is pretty bad about that. Yeah. Because um, it is explicitly Japanese as well. And mm-hmm. so you can't really, like, wave things away by, by converting it to English. Um, um, these hot dogs holds up a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> holds up a dumpling. Ball. These, uh, these, these donuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I. Uh, one one more thing that I wanted to talk about sure. with the the two heroes movie, and I kind of lost my train of thought. My Hero Academia, my twelve heroes. heroes, all the heroes, <laughs> yeah. too many heroes. Yeah, yeah, too many heroes. <laughs> oh, so then we discussed uh, on the way home. We were like, "Well, what do you think Eraserhead did for those four days?" Right. Yeah. What did he do? He took a nap. <laughs> he adopted a cat. Like he. Uh, <laughs> He graded, he graded some papers. He got some lesson planning done. And the, yeah, and that was the other thing. Yeah. It was like, like the fact that everyone is there and then it's like, and let us never speak of this character defining moment again. Yeah. Like we can't just have this secret story where it's like just 
Midoriya and All Might and like maybe three other people are there and sworn to secrecy. Like the stain fight. Like honestly, that's what it should have felt yeah. like. Where mm-hmm. it was like you got to the end of it and it's like no one can ever know that this happened. Yeah. Right. And so the fact that it's like, I mean, but it does make sense based on like to a degree, like what's happened continuity wise since the movie is supposed to be set mm-hmm. because they immediately come back and then there's the camp arc and then like everything else since then they haven't really here's, had a chance here's to talk the question about it. though yeah does it take place like, obviously it takes place before the camp arc does it take place before or after the clip show at the beginning of season three before then then how is that not something that's brought up in the clip show <laughs> Where they're Fair like, enough. like here's all these adventures that we had. Were we all on I Island together? Nah. What's I no, Island? I think, it, I think it takes. Wait, no, because yeah. the the clip show takes it's, place before the amp, the camper. It does, but it takes place like the day before, I think, because they're talking about how no, excited they are. No, maybe place it does. the first day of summer camp. Maybe or maybe, not maybe. summer camp, but it summer takes vacation. place the first day of summer camp. I don't know. We I could can, look this I up later. I could easily believe. I could make allowances and easily believe that the the clip show takes place where before. they're all at the swimming pool takes place before two heroes, or like it takes place like maybe while um, I know like the special episode and then they had the special episode where they all did the 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 stupid side activity together and then like I could believe that like while Eraser is grading their exams from that, like they asked if they could go use the swimming pool for mm. training. Or something, and yeah. then they go on I like. No, like I don't know. I think like, you're I probably could, right about that. I could all kind of. I could see although, how this all fits together. Although, again, like if you're talking about in terms of like character development, Bakugo being there, seeing uh, Midoriya and All Might defeat this, enemy yeah. to, like the, defeat the villain together, like because he's there, yeah. he's standing there yeah, watching he's it there happen. He sees it. Then it doesn't really make as much sense. For, for his, all of the huge character arcs that happened yeah. for him in, in season yep. three. Yeah. Having not been in, introduced to it the same way you guys had, I was hoping that the two heroes were referencing Deku and Bakugo. That would have been nice. As opposed mm-hmm. to Deku and... Wa- watching and them fight together would have been pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Let's well, put aside our differences and yeah. fight and then never talk about and it And then together. never talk about <laughs> it And that again. would have been the problem because of all the stuff that happens in season three. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But anyway, yeah, it was good. It was good. There was if if you try to think about it too much, like it has it has um, Rogue One problems, where it's like you think about it in terms of the story, and it's like, well, here's this huge battle that was just fought. Why is no one talking about this? Yeah. yeah. Also, also, I want to mention some kind of throwaway line that happened at one point where mm. they talked about the crime rates in other parts of the world. Yeah, like yeah, Japan has some Japan of the lowest crime like rates 6%. because of All Might. Yeah, but like what was it, like 20%? There was like some ridiculous... It like, was 20%. Like, like how how bad is the rest of the world? What are we going to get? Because we go to I Island, which is an independent kind of yeah. thing, but it's like clearly influenced by like America. Yeah. Um, I think America is supposed to have like a 20% crime rate. Yeah, I think there is a line in there about it. Yeah. Because, because uh, what's his, because the, the, the scientist guy, mm-hmm. All Might's friend, is like, I wish that you had stayed in America because America's in a much worse place since you left. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you got to wonder what is, like, I don't know, 
other places in the world like what's what's, what's happening in uganda i was gonna say mexico <laughs> but yeah. oh yeah mexico like, like are there now there are now drug cartels that use magic stands Dude. <laughs> oh my god and luchadors are coming in to fight yes. them off no, I want this spinoff. <laughs> Holy shit. My hero, Luchador. I want, I want... Oh, um, go, shifting gears back to uh, Zootopia for just a brief moment. <laughs> There's a fucking Breaking Bad reference in Zootopia. Yeah. What Yeah, there is. Because you see them, you see them making the, the toxin that they're uh -huh. using to, like, make the predators go crazy. And there's a knock at the door and the guy's like, oh, there's Walt and Jesse with my latte. <laughs> That's terrible. It's the fucking best. I'm like, because, like, the people I was watching it with, like, made a kind of a joke about, oh, it's it's Breaking Bad. Because it looked like Breaking Bad. Like, the, guy, the character is wearing a respirator and, like, a chemical suit. Mm -hmm. And it looks like the scenes in, uh in the later seasons of Breaking Bad where they're working for Gus Fring and they have, like, the huge operation. Mm -hmm. um, it looks exactly like that. And then it's like, oh, no, they actually realized that they made it look just like Breaking Bad. Here's this <laughs> reference. But that's what I want. I want Breaking Bad with superpowers. Can you make this happen for me, please? Well, we're getting, um, we're getting Vigilante. Yeah, the Batman Vigilante one. With... Vigilante? What is this? Um, so, so Hero Academia is getting a spinoff manga series. Um, which, which will I, probably be a TV show which will sooner probably be or later. A TV show. Or maybe like a movie. Um, but it's about like a group of people in their late teens and early 20s. Um, who didn't get to get into UA, who didn't get into UA, um, but they're acting as hero vigilantes. Um, so taking on, like, very small, license. petty crime without licenses in their, like, crime-stricken neighborhood of Tokyo, uh, which is which is kind of, like, a really... I don't know. Like, I think it's a cool idea. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Um, I think it's actually called, like... I think it's actually called like My Hero Academia Vigilantes or something. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's got it's got the word in the title. Um, so yeah, that was the two heroes. Um, it actually broke a lot of box office records. Yeah, for what it was. Um, you know, it would be fucking hilarious if it gets nominated for an Oscar. I think it would have to have a larger release. For no, that. yeah, it, it didn't get it didn't get a full. Because like we had to go to another township. Yeah. To... <laughs> another location here's a twist we're, in, we're actually in new jersey <laughs> no i i don't i i mean because like netflix ends up getting things tries yes get but they nominated. give them the release enough in theaters so that they can get nominated there has to they have to have played on a certain number of screens for a certain number of days and when netflix releases a movie that they think is going to be oscar bait like beasts of uh, what was the name of that um, beast, beast of, of no nation right they bright i think <laughs> no i'm pretty sure that they did the same thing for bright they released it on a certain number of screens for the certain amount of time okay. to be considered by the academy no because they keep adding more screenings to it because it it, it was so they did for like another popular. like a, an extra weekend or something oh, like yeah, that but i think, I think that's enough. it no okay. it didn't get and it doesn't get a wide release it was like a fathom limited event like by definition that's not a wide release okay. um but yeah, no, I, I I think it's dumb. I agree, but I, I it would be nice to see it like do something. But I it I don't know. It's not an Oscar worthy movie. The animation is really nice. It was a fun little story. It wasn't it, like I said. It's it's die hard with too many characters to really be die hard. Mm -hmm. I know, but the animation category. Yeah, like, that's people, true. People, people like Boss Baby got nominated. Yeah, Boss Baby won, didn't it? I think so. I honestly I don't, don't remember because but it's like it's like a whole bunch of like 
Fucking that, really? Yeah. Like, we were watching Despicable Me 3 with your nieces the other day, yeah. remember? And it was like, like th- oh, th- this probably got an Oscar nomination for Best Animated yeah. Feature. Yeah. And it was just, like, fucking awful. The Minions movie. God, yeah. That one probably did, too. Yeah. Um, Speaking of shifting gears, speaking of breaking box office records and superheroes, apparently... When I said that no one would give a shit about the uh, about the Venom movie, I was apparently wrong. Yeah. Like, people like are actually going people... to go see that? Do we actually care? Not I. I. No, no, neither do I. I was just surprised. Like, I thought, like, everyone, like, it would just be this big wet fart at the box office. I've been seeing and, like, some no goofy one... fan art. Yeah. Like, other than that, not really caring. I, I mean, everything that I've heard about it is, like, it's better than you'd expect, but not as good as you'd hope. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. And there's apparently, apparently the stinger is the best part of it. So I might have to check out just the stinger because I'm going to be damned if I sit through an entire movie of that. Um, Because everything that I've heard about it so far is like, if Tom Hardy's on screen, it's okay. If anybody else is on screen, it is like the worst thing ever. Mm. Um, So it's like the world that they're building and the villain they have are all just like huge nothings. Mm Mm-hmm. But then there's a stinger at the end that's supposed to be really good. Didn't we already have a Spider-Man movie with Venom in it? Yes, we did. Spider-Man 3. Yeah. And it was bad. It was so bad that it killed the franchise for like four years. (laughs) (laughs) And then we had to reboot it. And then we had to reboot it. And that one was bad, but it wasn't so bad that it killed the franchise. The sequel to the reboot was so bad that it killed the franchise for another like four years. So we've rebooted it twice now. Yes. Three times. Three times? Well, there was the, the Sam Raimi movies. Which With was Toby good, and the awesome, and then not so great. And then there was the Amazing Spider-Man, uh, directed by the hilariously named like Mark Webb. Yeah. Um. Uh, nah. Um. And then there were two of those, and like, they both made money, but they they were critically panned. And then Marvel was like, "Hey, hey, Sony, hey, we're making movies over here." that audiences love and critics and we're making all of the money in the world can we please have spider-man back and sony said sure you can have spider-man back but we keep all the other spider-man characters so so we're getting the all- villain yes <laughs> okay no i'm not even kidding they're making movies off the Spider-Man. So, so the Venom movie is a huge hit. Like, it made double its budget, I think, in the first weekend. It's broken records for a movie released in October. Okay. Um, which is probably not saying a whole awful lot, because October is kind of a low season. But still, the except fact that it's breaking... Yeah, for, for, except for horror films. But the fact that it's breaking any sort of records at all is kind of impressive. Because I was honestly expecting no one to give a shit, because the trailers were so awful. Um, and apparently the movie's not much better, but it is better than what the movies make it look like or the, what the trailers make it look like. Um, and so they are going full steam ahead with a Mobius, the living vampire movie starring, I think Jared Leto. Ugh. I know. Who, what is Mobius? That the living vampire? Is still getting work? Yeah. I, I think that's who that is. I can't remember. Mobius. Uh, he's a Spider-Man villain. Okay. He's a vampire. Okay. End of story. <laughs> and he's owned by Marvel? He's owned by Marvel, but Sony still retains the rights to all of the Spider-Man characters who are not Spider-Man. So they're making um, Mobius, the living vampire. And I think it's specific 
technically Peter Parker's Spider-Man, right? Uh, I, you know what? Yes, because they're also doing Into the Spider-Verse, which actually looks good. Yeah, um, that one I'm pretty excited about. Morbius, excuse me, Mor- Morbius the Living Vampire, not yeah. Morbius. Um, Morbius the Living Vampire, who is starring in this one. So this one is being made right now. Um, apparently, they're also starting to go full steam ahead with a Craven the Hunter movie. Um, which, who the fuck is he going to hunt if he's not going to hunt yeah. Spider-Man? Probably Venom? Well, I don't know. Um, but... Okay, hold on. I think it's... Yeah, it's Jared Leto. It's going to be um, Morbius. Um, but here here he is, Alex, for, for your... So that I can see. So that you can see who and this you can't. looks like. Yeah. Okay, so I'm looking at a, a vampire. vampire with... He's a vampire who's a Spider-Man villain. Okay. That's really all you need to know. In the in the anime, the, the only thing that I know him from is the Spider-Man, like, Fox Kids TV show gotcha. from, like, the early 90s, where he had, like, suckers on, like, I guess because they couldn't have him, like, actually bite people. And drink their blood. So he had, like, lamprey suckers on the palms of his hands. <laughs> and he would, like, touch people and drain out their plasma. <laughs> I guess that's how they got around the sensors. Or maybe that's what he's actually like in the comics. I honestly don't know. Because I have never read a comic where this character actually appears and know almost nothing about him. Gotcha. Same with Graven the Hunter. I remember him from the Fox Kids TV show. He's a guy, he hunts things, he wants to hunt Spider-Man, the most dangerous game. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> okay. Um, there's probably other stuff going on there, but I will be goddamned if I'm able to know, tell you what they are. Um, and uh, they're probably going to make a Venom 2 and, like, all this other stuff. But it's like, they're just making movies of Spider-Man characters without Spider-Man, which is like, how do you, like, I, and I said this for when Venom was announced, like, how do you do this without Spider-Man? Apparently they did it okay, but literally all of the other characters in Spider-Man are defined by how much they personally hate Spider-Man. <laughs> so what do you do? <laughs> you have a, um, you have a, uh, what is it? An introspective, uh, rom-com with, uh, <laughs> that'd be fucking great. Actually. I'd love that. <laughs> with two Spider-Man villains. Um, so, so that's a thing. I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up. Cause I, I heard that today that it had like, made double its its budget in the first weekend and i was like i was i think i said it on the podcast i was expecting no one to give a shit apparently people give a shit yeah i still don't but i am going to look up that end teaser to that end um stinger and apparently they also ended it with into the spider-verse which looks like a like a like a three-minute clip from into the spider-verse which looks fucking great um i am excited for that one but apparently some people in some theaters have no idea what it is because it didn't say into the spider verse and so they just like watched a 3 minute clip from a movie that they didn't tell you what you were watching <laughs> they just started watching it's it it's coming out in 2 months okay <laughs> and it's like not being advertised hardly at all um which is a shame because it looks fucking great um all right what else do we want to talk about this week all right we uh, talked about two heroes we talked about a happy time murders y'all got to talk about venom we talked about zootopia a lot we talked about zootopia we talked about zootopia a little bit like mostly it was just like like things that i was thinking of as i was watching it were like well that doesn't make any sense i still want to know where that stupid police academy was it's like, in the smaller city that's just outside the larger city she takes a fucking train <laughs> to get to this place she says at the beginning of the movie it's 200 miles away so if it was 
if they flip those scenes around, I would have no problem. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, it's her, like, I'm going to the police academy, and then she gets on the train, and she goes to the city. It's like, oh, my God, I'm seeing it for the first time. But you see everyone who's training for the fucking police force for that city, and apparently it's so far away that you have to take a train to get there after you graduate. I don't yeah. know. I don't understand. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't know. I've been watching some other movies. Have you guys been partaking in anything so i finally got around to finishing um megalobox megalobox okay so the episode the the one i was talking about where he fights the veteran yes do you see what i'm talking about now where like i thought i was watching a different show oh yeah at the beginning yeah like i literally thought i had clicked the wrong thing Mm -hmm. and was Mm -hmm. watching a different show yep it was so good it was um, and that, I love that that character came back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's not get into spoilers cause I want people to watch it, but what did you think of the ending? I mean, the, like the, the, after the big fight ending or like no, the big fight itself, the, the, the big fight. And then like how they decide to end the big fight. I mean, it was entirely satisfying. It yeah. Was, yeah. Well, but I mean. Like in terms, of, like in not. What, in terms what are you of, trying to say without okay. saying spoilers? Okay. <laughs> the cut. The cut. When they cut right. in the middle of the big fight. Yes. What did you think about that? Because I was absolutely fucking blown away when they decided to end. Like the whole series is leading up to this fight, mm-hmm. and then they just stop in the middle of it. Well, they stop at the end of it. No, they don't. Yeah. They stop in the middle. No. Because they don't tell you the outcome. Until the very end. Until the very end. But if you look at the very end... I'm going to fucking spoil okay. this, all right? Because we, you know... I might have actually spoiled it on the episode right. where I talked about you it before. Did. I did. Okay. So, yeah. They go through... They have the big fight between Yuri and Gearless and Joe. Joe. Yeah. Uh, and the last shot they show is the two of them punching, punching at each, each other. other. Yeah. But if you look closely at that shot, uh-huh. what you notice is Joe's hit connects. Yuri's oh. does not. Huh. See, I completely missed it. I thought that they were just stopping it in the middle of the fight. No. And then it's like, yeah. what? And then also, if you finish and you read the text crawl it has at the end, no. it shows you the time at which I, the fight oh. ended. It gives you, it you know. shows you the you know, time with yeah, the it's like ran. round 12 at oh, this number it in, and you've right. got it on the okay. clock there. Yeah, so it, it is the last yeah. shot of the fight. Okay, that's true. Yeah. That's they true. don't show him getting knocked but down. It doesn't, but it, just... show, it doesn't show what exactly happened as a result. But yeah, mm-hmm. I miss that, that they show his punch connecting. Yeah. Because I saw that, and I was like, what happened? Yeah. Who won? Yeah. Because I was going through that entire series convinced that Joe was going to die in the ring. Okay. Because they, they like they they foreshadow that mm-hmm. like through the entire like the whole the, all the episode names are about death. They're all the episode names are about death, and then like as the series goes on, he just gets more and more fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like there's that part where he's like going to the bathroom and he's like, "Oh shit, I'm pissing blood again," and you're like, "He's dying. Yeah, his body is just not going to be able to make it." Nah. And then like he makes it, and he wins, and you're like. Well, that was fucking unexpected. <laughs> like, I honest to God was like the fact that he was still on both legs and whole mm-hmm. and just like, but he is not fighting again. I know, no. <laughs> but he's happy about it. Yes. Which is another great thing. Like, it's such a great like character arc for mm-hmm. that guy. Like, cause like the whole thing is about him, like having this 
death drive. Yeah. And like, I'm going to fucking like go out in a blaze of glory. Like that's what the opening credits are about too. Yeah. Where it has, it shows like the dead junkyard dog and it has him like about to go over the cliff on the motorcycle, mm-hmm. which is shown in the first episode and like just so self-destructive. And like the fact that he goes through all of it and proves his point and is, and is happy. Yeah. And it's like, that's not the arc that you expect for that person. <laughs> and it's, it's so good. Our cats are... <laughs> cats are doing shit. Our cats are being weird. <laughs> she was doing that the other day. I don't know. Anyway, it's so good and so satisfying. And, like, all of the characters have really strong arcs. Mm-hmm. And... It's Satchio raps a little bit. Yeah. That, was, that was a little weird. But that okay. was a little bit weird. Um, but okay. Weird flex, but it's okay. Yeah. Um... But yeah, this, so now you see what I mean when I say, like, when you're like, oh, well, there's just 12 episodes in this season. I'm like, no, there's just 12 episodes. The 13. Like, yeah. or 13 or however many there are. It's like, they're not going to go back to it. Like, because no. it ends, like, you definitely get the sense that the people who made that show made exactly the show that they wanted to make, mm-hmm. exactly the way that they wanted to make yep. it, with no one telling them that they had to do anything different. Right. And it was so just wonderful. Yeah. Like, it's honest to God, like, one of the best animes I've ever seen. Yeah, if you guys like this, go watch it. You know, we've to- already spoiled the yeah. ending for you. So. I spoiled the ending, like, months ago. It's all right. Yeah, no, it's it's really strong, though. It's really strong. Um, but, yeah, that, that the one where he fights the, the, um, the veteran for mm-hmm. the first time. Because, like, you spend that entire first half of that the more- episode being like, oh, no. Joe's kind of sucks. Yeah. He deserves to lose this yeah. fight. Like, the, this the one that was shit. more interesting for me, like the, all of the fights were good. Yeah. But the one that was more interesting for me was the one where he was going to throw it. Yeah. Uh, against against Burroughs. Yeah. 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 That one was good. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. The fights aren't good. The drama around the fights are good. Yeah. The fights are all actually kind of dull. Like none of them have really good choreography. None of them are, like, super... Like, the animation's solid. I don't watch enough boxing to know what's good boxing. I, I'm not even saying that. I'm talking about just about ter- in terms of, like, anime fight. Like, there's nothing on there in the in well, the caliber. Like, just... like It's go- not going to be, like, Goku standing up no. there shooting no, laser no, 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 beams no, 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 at people. No, 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 I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about in terms of, like, how it's animated and, how like, how it's choreographed. Right. Um, Because, like, I mean, I, I'm, it's a little unfair, but, like, let's let's take the... Because it's the most fresh in my mind. The, the fight between... Go, uh, Deku and Midoriya. No, let's or not. De- Deku and, um, and there's, Bakugo. There's no but, comparison. But even taking, even taking the superpowers out of it, mm-hmm. just in terms of the way that it's animated, in terms of like the the emotion being put into it, mm-hmm. like what they're doing and the way they're thinking through things in the fight and changing things up. I would argue that it's really not a good comparison because with Megalobox, they are very constrained by actual boxing. No, I, and, that's, and, and so, that's fair. You know, the, but what I'm saying... You can't shoot a boxing scene the same way you can shoot a superhero fight scene, necessarily. I, like, like in terms of choreography. In terms it's also, you know, one of the big draws about Megalobox is the idea that it's, um, it's very, like, old-school-style animation. No, that's true, too. You know? But and then it would kind of break the idea of what the... Because I think it is it is uh, made digitally, it even though it is made digitally and looks... then scaled down to look like it's hand-drawn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bless me. Um, but it's... Cat. Yep. It, 
okay, well, let's look at it even another way. So, so something a little bit more fair. Cowboy Bebop. Okay. The the fight scene from the first episode of Cowboy Bebop. You've seen it. Probably it's been okay, a while. The the one with the guy who like is injecting stuff into his eyes and like he's kind of doing that like dance fighting the Jeet Kune Do kind of stuff. Okay. Okay. That to me is like that. That's what I mean when I'm talking about like choreography of the fight scene. It's like there's more stuff going on with Megalobox. The fight scenes are a lot of like dodging and ducking and like not getting hit, which is kind of on the terms of like what it needs to be. But it's like it's not visually super interesting. It's interesting because you're so invested in these characters yes yeah. is what i'm trying to say oh, okay um that like the fights aren't great everything surrounding the fight is great i would say that everything surrounding the fight makes the fights great that's what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's what makes it good mm-hmm. because you are so invested that it's like it's it's fine that in terms of animation and choreography it's not as strong as other action animes um it's not even really, I mean, honestly, if you want to go, like, uh, like if you wanted to look at other boxing animes, like, um, Ippo, or the, the, even probably the, the anime that this one's based off of, um, whatever it is. I, I haven't seen them, so I don't yeah. know. But yeah. And if you just, even to just look at clips from them and watch the fights, I would say the, 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 ani- the, the, the animation quality is not as good because those, the, at least, um, the, the one from 50 years ago, obviously is like way older, but mm. like choreography and stuff is better. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, I, I'm glad that you finished watching. That. I did finish. Watching. Did you start watching Maniac? I did not start watching Maniac. Okay. I've, we've only still seen the first episode, so we'll save talking about Maniac for later. Yeah. Yeah. No, right now I'm, I don't know. I just kind of finished a couple days ago with Megalobox mm. and I've been kind of busy and watching other stuff and just haven't been in the mood to watch anything new right now. Fair enough. Um, I'm still watching a show that I really much want to go into great detail later, but I haven't finished it yet, okay. but I can go into a little bit of detail about it. Okay. Um, it's called Welcome to the NHK. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. NHK is the, the... Is like the the news network in Japan, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. The, the equivalent of like the BBC. It's yeah, the, yeah. But but yeah, welcome to the NHK. It doesn't really have anything to do with the actual NHK. Uh-huh. Um, what it's about is about this this guy who is a hikikimori, okay, uh, and who basically believes that every like like you know if you know what a hikikimori is, I've heard the term. Did it, you tell me about this show before? But I can't remember. I might have talked about it briefly, but I never actually got around to watching it until now. Okay. Uh, but basically, Hikikimori are the people that are basically in their house all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, generally, yeah, you know, no, not in any I, employment or okay. anything like that. That's what I thought. I, yeah. c- I couldn't remember if that's what it was, but that's what I thought. Yeah, so he's Hikikimori, and he is convinced, he's been there for like three years, uh, that everything is conspiracy to get him to be Hikikimori. Uh, and he's going a little in the head. Japanese Alex Jones. Uh, kind of. <laughs> Honestly, his friend, uh, his only friend in high school, uh, who was, um, uh, he told me uh, his, uh, he calls her senpai all the time. Um, she was the one that kind of came up with the idea of all these conspiracies. So she's more the Alex mm. Jones. But he's kind of latched on to those those delusions uh, and made them his own. And uh, he's been stuck in his, his apartment for like three years. And all of a sudden, uh, somebody shows up trying to basically say, 
hey, we should go out and give money to the charity to help get Hikikimori's out of the house. And it's like, you don't know anything about this. I am. Get out of my face. But the person that was going around giving out pamphlets uh, had her, like, niece or someone with her. And the niece takes it upon herself to try to cure him of him, his Hikikimoriism. Okay. And makes a deal with him of, like, you got to come out every night to the park and meet with me, and we're going to try to go through this. And, and basically try to see if we can get you to become sociable again. Huh. Um, it gets, like, like it, it's advert like, they say it's like a dark comedy. Uh-huh. But it gets dark at yeah. points. Mm. Um, there is his next door neighbor who surprise surprise turns out to be his only other friend from high school uh, <laughs> who is uh, Yamazaki and he is a very deep in the otaku stuff. Um, and a little bit they, this word didn't exist back then but a little bit of an incel. Oh, yeah. Not gonna lie. Um, and he is trying to convince, he is trying to get uh, Sato out of the Hikikomori lifestyle but through otakuism and like anime and and all the it's not really a step up <laughs> it's not and he has to figure that out for himself Take it too. for the people who have just spent the last 40 minutes talking about anime yeah um <laughs> but like they decide that one thing he needs to do to make his life you know is to have something to do like a project and so uh yamazaki is going to school for game design and so they decide they're going to make a game and the game they decide to make is like a dating simulator game because it's super easy to make. Um, and so... And they make uh, Doki Doki Literature. They don't. They don't make anything nearly as unique as that. No, no. I'm saying they're making the original one before it becomes self-aware. No. That would be great. No. Because, because Sato, Sato is tasked with writing it, and he can't think of anything. Because he's starting to, to kind of fall for Mizaki, Misaki, mm-hmm. who's the, the person that's basically his counselor or whatever. Okay. Um, and then it goes and takes like a bunch of dark turns, and, and things get... Real dark, like, by the halfway point. Okay. Uh, where, like, suicide pacts and things come up. And it's like, yeah. So so this is kind of like a psychological exploration kind of thing. Uh, I'm not finished watching it all. I'm, I'm, like, a little bit past the halfway point. Um, but as it stands, um, I don't know if he's going to get out of this. Uh, but because he, he, he kind of starts to... He, he's starting to, like, he has a crush on, on Misaki but he kind of realizes that she's not being honest with him, uh, and she is definitely keeping secrets from him. Like, she makes up some kind of fake story about how her uh, grandfather was a French aristocrat who came over and is just kind of, like, telling telling stories that don't really mean anything. Um, And eventually he finds out that she's actually been spying on him for a while. Mm. Uh, so it's like what is her deal too none of the characters like none of these four main characters are completely whole essentially there's there's something going on and it's an interesting kind of exploration now i don't have a psychological background <laughs> in yeah. terms of education so i can't speak to the accuracy of these things yeah uh but it is something that is at least a unique take but it is something that's kind of heavy to get through yeah and so that's why i'm kind of hesitant to start anything else that might be too super heavy right yeah now. maniac's pretty heavy all right um we've only seen the first episode so far yeah. okay i was really into it at least it sounds like you're a little bit more tepid on it yeah i don't know i guess yeah i don't know how to explain it or what i didn't like about it but 
can we give like can would you be willing to give it another episode because i want to watch it through to the end i i would give it another episode and then maybe see how i feel about it i just felt like it took a long time to get going i i see that too but i kind of appreciate that so you kind of get the sense of what this world is Uh and why the main character is desperate enough to do what he ends up doing by the end of the first episode and i feel like that's all to get it set up where they are all in this drug program right like the drug the the drug experiment that it's i think is going to be the background for the rest of the series yeah um alex have you seen brazil i have not seen brazil okay because i get heavy brazil vibes from this show and i would kind of like once we have all watched through or at least when when i have watched through and elise has seen as much as she cares to mm-hmm. and you have watched through that we should sit down and watch brazil so that we can compare these things okay um, like I said, it may take me a while to get through it. So it you listeners a... might not hear more yeah. about, uh, we Maniac. might not get back to Maniac for a while. Yeah. Um, but it's the, I was really impressed by the first episode. At mm-hmm. least. I thought it was a really good, like really good dark comedy. Um, I laughed out loud at a few parts. I don't think you did in the least, but I did. Like there were just some parts where it was just like so awkward and cringy that I just had to laugh. Gotcha. And it was just, it was one of those, like you either laugh or you cry. Gotcha. Um, because the universe, if you haven't, if you haven't heard of this folks at home, uh, maniac is a Netflix series starring Jonah Hill, who is like almost unrecognizable in this, um, where he maybe has some sort of mental illness. Maybe not it's left kind of purposefully ambiguous. Um, But basically one of his brothers has been accused of some crime. He has been asked to testify, but he also sometimes sees versions of his brother that are not real, that no one else can see. Okay. Um, That give him instructions, like basically telling him that he's going to save the world. So it's like, Either he's a paranoid schizophrenic or there's something else going on. And for, by the end of the first episode, I was kind of left scratching my head as because the reason why I was like unclear about it is because it's a kind of a different world with different technology. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cyberpunk in like the dystopian kind of sense of it with like, computers and drugs and like high unemployment and mega corporations. So, you know, the world that we live in now, (laughs) Um, but the difference is that there is no actual like internet. Mm. So to kind of give you a sense of what this world's like, Alex, I'm going to give you one thing that kind of is, it's not a spoiler. It's very early on. It's part of the world building where there's a thing called ad buddy and, and you go to the store and it's like, Oh, I'm going to, buy a pack of cigarettes. Okay. How are you going to pay for these cigarettes? Because we don't believe you have money because hardly anybody does. So how are you going to pay for this pack of cigarettes? I'm going to pay with an ad buddy. So what is an ad buddy? An ad buddy is when a company will put a little bit of money on your credit card in exchange for someone following you around for a set amount of time reading ads to you. Okay. Because there is no internet, Mm -hmm. so you don't have a smartphone where you can do the same kind of thing as you do in the digital economy often these days. Mm -hmm. You know, watch this video for free, but you have to watch this ad first. Yeah. Um, It's just 
a guy with a briefcase full of ads will co- be dispatched to your location. How do they do they call him up? I, it- I, it's it's a little unclear, <laughs> but it's it's just it's so like fucking great because you can see that being the world of today. If we just didn't have the, like if computers were still 1980s, like monochrome monitor computers Mm -hmm. that you see in this show, like that's what the world would just be today. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then they're, but then they're like robots, like things going around on the streets, like robots picking up like little um, kind of like, um, what are those things called? Trash. The, the little the little robot vacuum cleaners. Uh, Roombas. Roombas. Sort of like a sort of like a Roomba, but for like cleaning dog poop off the street. Gotcha. Like so there's weird technology. So it's like, is it possible that this guy has developed some sort of technology that will allow his brother to see him but nobody else? Is he really aware of some sort of conspiracy that only this guy can stop? Probably not, but there's enough of a maybe there gotcha. <laughs> that it's kind of like, is he really crazy? All right. Um, it's really interesting. Um, but yeah, if you've ever seen Brazil, it has, it's very much like Brazil. Only Brazil was made in the 1980s and have has technology that looks like it was like straight out of the 1950s or 60s. Mm-hmm. Maniac is made out, made today, but all the technology looks like it's from the 80s. Gotcha. Um which I think was done intentionally as a nod to Brazil. Um, well, eventually we'll get around to talking eventually about we'll it Eventually we'll get around to talking about it more, yes. Um, also, I just found out today, Netflix is also doing a fucking House on Haunted Hill miniseries, which is supposed to be excellent. Um, like, based on the game? No, but not the, not Betrayal at House on Haunted oh, Hill. Right. The House on Haunted Hill. Okay. Which is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Um, so I have to go check this out. Uh, I don't know if I'll check it out by the time we come back uh, for the next episode. Well, the next episode will be clo- that much closer to Halloween. That'll be that much closer to Halloween. Hopefully by then, Elise and I will have also seen the new Halloween movie. Elise is excited. She's giving me a face. It's an excited face. Elise, tell the people how excited you are to see the new Halloween movie with me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. And you just can't hide it. You can't hide it. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. No. I don't know. I'm going to go see the new Halloween movie. Elise is invited. Um, Thanks. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of horror movies when Elise is not around. Because it is, it is the middle of Halloween. It is Halloween. It is Halloween right now. Halloween the 10th. Uh, <laughs> Elise is looking at her nails. <laughs> We've just gone completely out of anything. At least you have anything else that you want to talk about before I keep rambling. No, I think I'm good. Are you sure? Um, yeah, I don't know. I could, I could wrap this up. Okay, I want to talk about one of the movies that I watched no! before we go on. But <laughs> I'm tired. I think we we had some things that we needed to do before, so we're starting a bit later than yeah. we do normally. So why don't we go ahead and wrap this up, and then next time <sighs> I'm gonna forget about it by next time. We'll write it down. Um, I saw Tragedy Girls, which has been how long is this going to take you to talk about? Not super long. Um, I just have you have five minutes. I am putting on the stopwatch. (laughs) All right, so Tragedy Girls, it's another horror movie that I it's been on my radar for a while. I've been wanting to see it. It's a dark comedy, sort of in the vein of Heather's, um, but like set in the modern era. So it's about these two girls who have a blog called Tragedy Girls. Um, and like, it's a Twitter account and all this other stuff too. 
uh, where they are following this the serial killer in their small town, um, and but they're not getting popular, and so they end up luring the serial killer out, tasing him, kidnapping him, and basically keeping him in one of their garages and being like, look. We need you to help us out. We need you to teach us so we can help you kill more people and get our blog more popular. Um, and he re- he refuses to help them. And so they're just like, fine, we're just going to do it ourselves. So they start going around and start murdering people in their town um, who are, uh, who have just kind of slighted them in the least. Uh, again, so this I would actually go watch yeah. with you. It was okay. It was it actually wasn't, great um it was pretty funny the guy i can never remember the the comedian's name but he is um he's the guy who played daryl in the office uh-huh. is in there um basically once things like because for a while people are like oh they're just accidents they keep trying to cover them up and so they're like they start doing like more and more elaborate kills and then eventually once they the town has realized that there actually is a serial killer um they, this guy, I, I don't remember his name, but the guy who played Daryl from The Office plays a firefighter, like this hero firefighter in this town. He's like, well, we're going to go out there and we're not going to stop until all of this is done. And then they're like, I can't believe he got up at our press conference. <laughs> like, he's taking all of our thunder. So they go and kill him in this huge elaborate scene where he's like working out at the gym, which is pretty funny. Um, but it all kinds of builds up to like prom night um i don't know it was it was kind of funny but there's a lot of like boy teenage girls are obsessed with their phones in it that i didn't particularly care for um like phones and murder it felt like it had something to say but it didn't quite get to the point with it Mm. um but it was, it was, I don't know, it was entertaining. I don't regret watching it. Like, it wasn't awful. Yeah. It was above average. Um, and they certainly, like, realized what they were going for. Like, there's a lot of, like, little nods, I felt, to other movies. Um, but it, it's a movie, the problem with it is it's really a movie without a protagonist. Because, like, the two girls, you're like, you don't want them to win because they're kind of awful. Yeah, <laughs> they're like like they're not sympathetic in the least and like all the people that they kill you're like you feel bad for it like you don't yeah. you're they're not like you're in glee waiting to see these people get killed like in most slasher movies where they're like you know they're stereotypes or they're like you know they're they're people that you can legitimately dislike or at least like take some sort of sick twisted pleasure in watching them die um, like these people are like, no, like there, there's like one girl that they kill that it's like, I feel like we should cancel prom because of all these things that are happening. Like we've lost so many classmates. Like, I feel like it would be inappropriate to have prom. And so they go and kill her. It's like, no, that's an excellent point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, who am I rooting for in this movie? <laughs> um, but no, it was, it was entertaining. Um, it had gotten a lot of attention before it came out. I think I watched it on Hulu. I didn't realize it was streaming already, um, but that was good. Uh, and that was the last thing I wanted to talk about. All right. And I think oh. I'm in my, in my five and minutes. And 408. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, thank you for joining us all tonight. Uh, if you're being affected by Hurricane Michael, we uh, 
We probably thoughts don't, and prayers. We thoughts probably prayers. don't have internet connection right now, so yeah, probably can't listen to us. But we hope everything. Uh, Turn on your data. Download our new episode. Why is it? Why is when did we? Was there the hurricane the last time we recorded too? Uh, it wasn't last time, but it was like two times ago. <sighs> so many hurricanes. Anyway, um, it's almost like our climate's changing. Uh, it's almost, almost like it's a, be irreversible in a few years. Uh, if we don't, Jesus. if we don't, you know line up all the CEOs and have them shot or something like that. Well, just, just a, a suggestion. At least in prison. Uh. Let's, let's be moderate here. We should, we should at least put them in jail for the rest of their lives. Which as we know, crimes against humanity, as we know against the wall is a popular drinking game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Fuck this world. Hell um, world. Hell world. The worst timeline. Anyway, my name's Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And this has been some nerds have a podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll see you around.